Today we have on Casey from Casey's Trails. She is an outdoor influencer. She loves to ski. She loves a through hike and is also still going to school to become a lawyer. How about that? She really prioritizes life. We love it. So we have a really good conversation here. I love her outlook on life. This is going to be super inspiring to people that either want to become a creator or have trouble prioritizing the things that they love in their life. I think this is really going to help you. She even inspired me to possibly look at taking on the PCT again. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see. But let's get into the convo. Today we have on Casey, better known as Casey Trails on TikTok and Instagram. Yes, she is a Colorado Trail through hiking vet. Amazing. She is an avid skier. She is a, what else do I have here? And she all the, she does this all while going to school still. So barely, barely, barely. Well, welcome to the podcast. How are we doing today? I'm super stoked to be here. And it's also just nice to like put a, put a personality to a face. I feel like we've been following each other for so long. It's just nice to yeah. finally meet you. I agree. I totally agree with that. Yeah. You, you know, what's crazy too. And this is, I was going to get into this a little bit later, but man, you are popping off on TikTok and Instagram and I love it. It was that one video I did. So my goal was for 2022, I, I like the whole year, I was like, okay, 50K on TikTok, 10K on Instagram. That was like what I was working towards. And it just like, wasn't, it wasn't happening for me. And I was, I like hyped myself. I went to therapy and like talked to my therapist about really like, being disappointed awesome. and not hitting that goal. Cause I mean, I've been working for that. Like that was, it, it was in my mind the whole, the whole uh, year. And then I was in Steamboat and I posted my car camping video, which I'm sure you've seen. Um, and then overnight it just blew up. I gained like 30,000 followers on TikTok and like tripled my Instagram following overnight. And I was just like, woke up on New Year's Day, like just so happy and just like, just so proud of myself. Like it's dumb that making these silly little videos is something to be like really proud of and like amassing an audience like that. But yeah, I'm, I was really proud of that. And it was also just nice, like coming into the new year, having like that surge of energy and new followers and mm -hmm. like new content to talk about. So I'm really excited for this year. Well, I can tell on your face that it's something that makes you super happy. You're very passionate about it. What, what is it that you think helps you connect with your community so well? Cause I think you have a really good way of doing this. It, particularly with like TikTok, where it's almost for me, it's a little bit harder to connect with community on TikTok because you can't do like the DMs back and forth. Yeah. You have a really good way of doing that on TikTok. What do you think it is that helps you connect so well? I'm chronically online. So I try to reply to every comment that I get. Um, yeah. I know people probably think I'm annoying that I'm just like constantly replying, but I like the reason why I use social media is to make connections with people and like build my own community. Like most of the friends I have here in Denver and all across the country, I've met through social media. Like there's very few people that I know that I've like actually met in person. That's kind of embarrassing to say, but um, yeah, so that's just like a big goal for me for social media and like why I use it. So I feel like that's kind of like, it just comes through in my content and just like the way that I manage my page. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you love, you actually love connecting with the people you're like, it's great to have the followers, but I also love to form the relationships, form the connections as well. Yeah. So, I mean, like we post five, six, seven, maybe more times a, a week and like the same people, they, they comment on your shit. Yeah. They, they give you <clears throat> criticisms, constructive comments, you know, just whatever. And so I don't know. I feel like it'd be kind of weird if I didn't like interact with them or try to build a relationship with them. Like I have a lot of trolls, which I know everyone does, but I think it's the funniest thing when like you get a troll and they just comment on every single thing that you post. And then you kind of like develop a relationship with your trolls. And then there's like some mutual respect between you and the troll. Like, you know, that they're going to leave hate but then they know that it's not like bothering you. I don't know. That's kind of a barrier you got to get over, but I don't know. Like even building relationships with trolls, I think is important just to like keep your peace of mind. That is something I've never thought about before. I like, love that. Right before I hopped on this call, I got, I saw a notification on my phone, juicy doocy. He's my favorite troll. He always leaves hate on my shit, but I was like, bestie, how are you? It's good to see you. Hope you're having a good winter. 
see you you have the best responses to trolls i i i envy your responses because they're so like they're sassy but they're like comical it's and hard to deal with mm -hmm. yeah like, what what do you think it is like for me one of my opinions is like i think 90 percent. like a lot of people want to do what like we do creating videos and things like that i think one of the biggest obstacles one of the biggest barriers is that troll part or that hate how do you feel about that i completely agree um this time last year actually i considered getting off social media completely quitting like trying to be a content creator and everything because the trolls were so bad and it just destroyed my mental health i was like i would be afraid to pick up my phone and look at notifications i wouldn't post like i completely stopped posting ski clips because i didn't want people commenting on my ski ability um and it's kind of it sucks but like the way that i've gotten over it is just desensitizing myself to it like you just it's gonna happen you're gonna get hate comments and you're gonna get death threats you're gonna get rape threats in your dms like it's just crazy the things that people think is okay to send to people on the internet but just like keep pushing and keep getting through that barrier of woe is me this sucks that people are leaving hate because you are helping a lot of people with like especially with our content like it's really educational and like just trying to help people get into the space so you got to keep that message in mind through everything and just try to try to focus on the people that you're helping rather yeah. than the people that hate you i i've seen on one that, that's such a great point i've seen on one of your recent posts somebody actually said hey you are my inspiration to start posting more skiing content that's the best like that's why right. i do it I, like I said, I stopped posting ski clips last season because I got so much hate. Like just, it's just dumb hate too. Like you're a Jerry, like that's not even an insult. It's just stupid to say, but this year I've been, I've been trying to push myself a little bit more on the slopes, like just progressing a little bit. And I'm, I would just like found myself saying like, why not? Why am I not posting this? I posted one video saying like the worst thing you can do or the worst thing that's going to happen is someone's going to call you a Jerry. Okay. Like I'm proud of myself and I'm proud of my progression and the way that I can ski. So I feel like I, not that I have a responsibility, like I only have, they don't have that many followers, but like, I don't know. I, I want to use my ability as a way to inspire others. So that's the way to do it. And it's going to, hate's going to come with it. <laughs> yeah. I love it. So you, you, you're connecting it with a purpose to kind of get you through the, through the hate that's always yeah. going to come. So it's almost like your purpose gives you pleasure is a weird word, but I don't know another word for it, but it's, that's better. That's, that outweighs the pain from the criticism. It's definitely my motivator. And I keep that in mind every time I press post, because Love like it. I talk to my partner about this a lot. TikTok is so cringy. Like everything we post is just hella cringy and mm -hmm. I don't like posting it. It's kind of weird. Like you just got to get to get over that. But if you keep that, like your motivator in mind, like your why, my why is inspiring others and i know that every time i post i'm gonna inspire one person like we were just talking about the whole helmet thing like if mm -hmm. i can inspire you to wear a helmet that's all that matters that's why i post my content if you're getting inspired with all of this content creator talk boy oh boy do i have something for you in order to become a successful creator you need to optimize your workflow so i'm going to include a link below in the description for a copy of our free customizable content calendar which is going to enable you to save hours of your time creating content every single week a ton of people have picked this up already and we've been hearing great things about it now the caveat to this is you need to learn how to fill that content calendar with valuable content nobody wants to spend hours filming and editing just for their video to flop and for that i invite you to check out our outdoor creator academy course you know how you download a GPX track or trail from something like All Trails to your phone for your hikes? Usually that's the most direct route from point A to B. And if you didn't have it, you'd be marching around all over the place. It would actually take you hours more of your time to get to your destination and back. I want you to think of the Outdoor Creator Academy as that track, but instead of saving you hours, you're saving years of your time. This is a great time of the year to start educating yourself on how social media works versus what makes content that flops. Alex Ramosi once said, when faced with a choice of investing money in the S&P 500 versus educating myself, educating myself has produced by far the highest return on investment. And that's what this course will give you. So we'll see you there.
Perfect. Yes, that's a great segue. Awesome. Awesome segue there. Yes. So helmets, helmets is great. So if you guys don't know, Casey is a huge proponent of wearing a freaking helmet when you're skiing or snowboarding. Brain buckets save lives. And it seems so simple and it seems very obvious to do, right? But one of the things Casey did as a TikTok series was she pretty much called out brands that were filming promos with people not wearing helmets, doing some like crazy stuff, right? I mean, like crazy flips like and this and that. The park. It's insane. Wild stuff. So what is, what is, what's your inspiration behind helmets and what have you seen as a result of posting some of that stuff? I certainly didn't get the response that I was hoping for from the brands. I don't really know what I was hoping for, but um, I I don't know. They just, I had one company that basically just said, shut up, stop tagging us. And Seriously? <laughs> yes. And they're like the biggest culprit. And so like that just kind of like motivated me more to be like, no, fuck you. Like, I'm going to keep calling you out because you are being irresponsible with your advertising. Um, but really what kind of inspired that series is I have epilepsy and I developed epilepsy when I was 17 because I had, let's see, how many was it? I had five traumatic brain injuries at the time, um, from playing volleyball. It got just a bunch of concussions. Um, and so that brain damage led to me developing epilepsy and I continued to play volleyball and I got my, I think it was my seventh concussion where they finally were like, you're done. Stop. Um, so I had to quit the sport I loved that got me to college because of my traumatic brain injuries. And now that I'm a skier living in Colorado, I've changed sports. Obviously it's just, it, it just really hits home when I see people like sending big jumps or like, I know you see on TikTok people posting videos of them, like hitting rails and stuff and like flopping back and hitting their head or whatever. Like you could die, you could die. And like on a personal level, I could just hit my head on like the chairlift pole and die um, just because my brain's so sensitive now. So I just don't want anyone to have to experience the, this, this, I don't really hate myself for it, but self-hatred that I have to, um, for have given, given myself epilepsy just from not stopping playing volleyball. So yeah, that's kind of, that's what inspired the series and why I feel so strongly about helmet use. Yeah, that's powerful. So it was like almost the regret that you had of not of regrets of better words yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And now wearing a helmet is way preventable, way easier to make it preventable on the slopes. <laughs> yeah, and like wearing a helmet, I know that it's not going to keep you from getting concussion, but it's going to keep you from cracking your skull open, and it's sure. going to keep you from getting a severe traumatic brain injury to where you're developing mm. diseases like epilepsy. So it's just like, it's such an easy thing that you can do to just like really take care of yourself. I love it. Yeah. And it's not like people look weird in a helmet, in my opinion. I think it looks pretty badass still. It's not like- I love my helmet. I got a pink helmet, pink goggles. Like it doesn't get better than that. Yeah. You can really make it look cool, right? I mean, it's not like you look- I don't know. Sometimes I, I will, I will say when I'm on a bike, like when I always am riding my bike everywhere. I don't really wear a helmet on a bike. Bike helmets are kind of sus. I they're know. Little, they're a little nerdy, yeah. but I'm, yeah. I'm not a biker, so. Yeah. yeah. So that's one thing. But yeah, you're totally right. I was telling Casey before is that she inspired me to always wear my helmet. Now, actually, in fact, when I have partners that I go with ski touring and they aren't wearing a helmet, I'm kind of calling them out on it. I, I will not ski with people that don't have a helmet. If you show up to the ski hill with me, without a helmet, you're going inside and renting a helmet. It. Like that's point blank. I will not ski with you if you don't have one. And I think to kind of your point, a lot of people mm. forget that you need a helmet when you're ski touring, like in the backcountry, there's just so many more dangers. Like why wouldn't you carry a helmet? I get that they're heavy, but they make ski touring helmets that are ultralight. So in fact, this one right here is a, it's like a rock climbing, ski touring, whole thing, whole shebang. That's so, cool. All in one. It? It's a uh, Petzl Meteor. And so mm-hmm. I actually, I use it actually more for rock climbing. I don't even know where I just, I just pulled something off there. But yeah, I, I use it more for rock climbing, but it's super breathable, super lightweight. It's more like, you know, padded on the top for rock fall yeah. and things like that. But 
I have an actual like resort helmet that I'm usually taking ski touring with me for sure. Yeah, I know that um, Sweet Protection is the helmet brand that I use and trust. Um, and I use their like biggest, bulkiest, big mountain helmet. But I know that they make mm. a touring helmet. I really want to get my hands on it. But um, you can still have all the safety features of a big, mm. bulky helmet in a touring mm. helmet. There's just there's mm. no excuse. Yeah, awesome. And you know what's funny? We talk about we were just talking about trolls. <laughs> Someone, someone commented, I was wearing this thing, right? I was doing a ski touring video. I was like, oh, hey, here's how to ski at a resort for free, right? Which was a big, good hook. Got a lot of people fired up about it. But I'm wearing this helmet going down the resort. And they're like, oh, that's some Jerry. You, yeah, they're like, are you wearing a rock? I'm like, oh, my God, I am. This does It's look better than silly. nothing, though. Like, yeah, 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 you, yeah. You had on your Bell bike helmet. That's better than nothing. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love it. That's so funny. And you're, you're getting more into the ski touring aspect. I see. Yeah, I've started. So last year I went on, um, I got invited to go on like a big trip out to Bozeman to help shoot, help one of my friends shoot his uh, ski movie. Um, so that was like, I just threw myself into the backcountry, like was touring with pro athletes, which was a mistake <laughs> on my end, but uh, this season, I, I don't really have anyone to go with. So I've been doing a lot of uphilling at the, uh, at the resorts mm -hmm. around here at Arapahoe Basin is one of the local resorts. And I love that because one, it keeps me moving and in shape. Like ski season for me is more of like, like downhill skiing is it's hard, but it's not necessarily like an aerobic exercise like hiking is. And also all the drinking too. Like it's just, it's not a good combo. Um, so I've really enjoyed getting into uphilling at a basin and I can bring my dog too. I just, I feel so much safer with her at the resorts cause her little legs are so short. She can't really, yeah. she can't really come with me, um, right. in the true back country. And it's something I can do alone and not be like terrified of avalanche risk or stuff like that. hundred percent. I, I love everything you said. The reason I got into it is because it was, it kept me in running shape for the yeah. summer. Or yeah. hiking shape right exactly. it, but it's like not only do you get in good shape you get to ride downhill can you imagine if you got to go hiking but then you got to ride something downhill that would yeah, be like, so awesome it's like how awesome it is when you find a spot that you can glissade down like on your yes. raincoat when you're hiking when you're hiking yeah exactly exactly yeah so there's like literally nothing better but but you make good points about the avalanches especially especially if you don't have a partner and things it's like definitely the inbounds thing is, is something I've found very useful for when I don't have a partner or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And like, also when I go actually backcountry skiing, like in the backcountry that you can't really relax. Like you're always, you're assessing the conditions. You're always thinking about like what could go wrong. Personally, I'm always worrying about my dog and making sure she's okay. So just going to the resort, it's, it's somewhere where I can go and be outside and turn my brain off. Like, which is one of the reasons why I love hiking so yes. it's, yeah, it's just been like a nice relaxing exercise to do in the winter. Yeah. And it's like, there's nobody and you can go, I saw one of your videos was the lifts were closed. So you can go after it's closed or whatever, or before it's open, whatever you want to do. Yeah. Right. And then you kind yeah. of have it all to yourself. Yeah. Usually people are like taking their last run down at 4 PM and I'm like strapping up with my dog, like ready to, ready to hit the trail, right at, right at closing bell. Okay, how many times have you got this though? You're going the wrong way. I'm like, I know, right? No shit, Sherlock. Maybe you're yeah. going the wrong way. Let's unpack yeah. why you think I'm going the wrong way. Yeah, I know, right? It's hilarious. But I will be, I'll actually be in your area. We're moving to Southeast Wyoming. Oh, hell by yeah. The end, by the end of May. So Laramie. And that's like 30 minutes from Fort Collins. Yeah, that's not super far then, at all. No. And so there was actually one of the, one of the places I was looking at for backcountry was called Cameron Pass. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. But I have not heard of that. Is, is that in Wyoming? No, that's in Colorado. It's like west of Fort Collins, kind of southwest, I think. Okay. And that's like, it'd be like an hour and a half from Laramie. So that's where I was going to try to get down to quite often. Dude, let's so, go. I'm so in. Yeah. That's like over by Steamboat kind of. Um, yep, and there's yep. a there's a resort over there actually um, near Kremlin called Bluebird Backcountry and it's inbounds backcountry. Like they maintain it and like do Abbey, mm -hmm. um, Abbey mitigation and everything. Um, and it's just strictly uphill access, which I think is so dope. I really want to go check it out. Oh, that is so dope. 
Bluebird backcountry. Okay, I'm gonna look that up. Yeah, and then also in the spring, because I'll definitely be there in the spring for sure, is this there's the snowy mountains west of Laramie. And that's like some steep, sweet shoots, some coolars and stuff. But you got to go there when the snowpack's stable. So that would be great if you ever wanted to come up and and hit those. There's just so I much. It, it opens up so Wyoming. much more stuff. Wyoming yeah. is just like obviously Tetons and Yellowstone and everything. But mm -hmm. like south of all of that, kind of like where you're talking, there are some really great hidden gems for skiing, hiking. Also, just like the little mountain towns are super cute. Love yes. Wyoming. I fell in love with it last year when we failed the Wind River High Route and we had to hitch all over the place. And yeah, it was, it's great. But you know, what's, what's funny is every time I tell people I'm moving, they're like, why Wyoming? Yeah. Right. So I'm going to make a bit, I'm going to make a great reel with all of the messages I got for why Wyoming. I'm like, pop, 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 pop. And then I'm going to like put like some good videos or whatever, yeah. whatever I'm doing. Aesthetic you know? mountain views or whatever. Yeah, exactly. So, That's awesome. I'm anyway. so excited for you. That's a fun adventure. Yeah. Yeah, so super stoked about that. But one adventure I wanted to talk to you about was your CT adventure. Because I I also am a CT. I computer. got my certificate somewhere. Yeah, right. It's somewhere, somewhere. I, I think it's with my NYU degree. I know, yeah. I actually took my degree out of there and, and replaced it in there. It's so cool they give us those. Yeah, I thought so too. I like it's a little cheesy. Honestly, the thing that I am like most proud of or like my trophy or whatever is the CTF Foundation sticker that they gave us. Yeah, yeah. Um that I have on my car. I just it makes me feel so cool having that on my car and I also love just being at trailheads and seeing other people with the CT sticker. Like you know that if you need anything, if you need a hitch, if you need help whatever, like those people oh, are going to help you out. Good freaking call on that actually that's that's i never thought about that but after talking to you is when i did actually put it on my rig too but yeah. i never thought about think, seeing it on other people's there probably would be a, a good trail angel good hitch free or something yeah especially around colorado like there's obviously a ton of people here that have done the trail so i see them pretty frequently actually and i'm always like who's in the car like yeah are we friends <sighs> did i know you yeah that's so cool so you went in 2020 Yes. I was going to cool. hike the PCT. That was my original plan. And then obviously COVID hit and they told everyone to stay off the trail. So mm -hmm. I just set my sights on CT and I have no regrets. I'm really happy that, I mean, not happy that COVID happened, obviously, but I'm mm -hmm. happy that my path took me that way because I was oh. drastically unprepared to hike the PCT. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Interesting. So I want to come back to the CT in one second, but I want to ask you something about the PCT. Do you think you'll, do you think you'll hike that? I'm hoping if the financial situation works out, I'm hoping to be hiking it next year, 2024. Oh, sweet. You, yep. heard, you heard it here first. <laughs> yeah. I just first. got a, um, so I'm going to be graduating from law school in May of this year. And um, I'm not going to take the bar until next February just to, um, I want to try to focus on my content creation and get that built up before I take the bar. Um, so I'll take the bar about this time next year, like mid February, and then hopefully head off in March wow. for PCT. Awesome. awesome. So I'm guessing you had such a great time on the CT that you were like, okay, I'm definitely going to do the PCT now. Is that kind of how it worked? Through hiking is like you either love it or you hate it. And I mm -hmm. caught the bug so bad. Like day five, I knew like I'm a through hiker. This is what I love to do. Like the hiker trash life is the life for me. And every day since I have thought about the CT, thought about going on another through hike, trying to situate my life to where that can be a major part of my life because it was just such a life-changing experience which I know you're familiar with like I just feel like I grew so much as a person like physically obviously emotionally and just like being able to do shit on my own feel confident in my own abilities so cool that's very I love it super inspiring I I totally agree because there's so many times on a through hike where there's turn back moments where you're like, I can't do this, or I'm not going to do this, or how am I going to do this? And there's like all of these little test pieces every single day or every two days or whatever. Right. And getting through that, getting on the other, like, I always like taking a picture of myself at the start and at the end. Because oh, yeah. 
you're just like a totally different person. And I always like look at it and I'm like, I look at that person at the start. And I was like, oh, he had no idea what was going to happen. Yep. Did you ever, did you ever feel like that? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I started with my dog. First of all, she made it two days and then said, nope, mom, I'm not, this isn't for me. Um, so that was like naive mistake number one. And two, I, I had applied to law school in like at the beginning of May and then started my through hike in July. So I had no idea what my future looked like when I was coming back from the CT. I, I had no game plan. I had no timeline that I needed to be back in Denver. So I was just kind of like chilling through the trail and everything. So, um, I did end up getting accepted to law school. Like while I was on the trail, I was sitting under a tree in a cow pasture down in uh, like South of Salida, randomly had phone service and got a call from DU saying, Hey, like, we'd love to have you at school. And I was like, I started crying immediately because I was so excited. Then I was like, Oh shit, I got to bust ass to get back to Denver. Um, so yeah, when I started the trail, I was just so lost. Like a lot of us were during COVID. And then when I got back, it was like, okay, I guess I'm a law student now. Like we got to relearn how to be a student, which was another story in itself. But yeah, the transformation that you make along the way, like one of the reasons why I went on my through hike was because I just wasn't feeling confident in my own abilities. Like all through the beginning of COVID, like obviously we all wanted to get outside, but I just felt, felt myself thinking like, well, I'm not going to go do that by myself. Like, why would I go hiking alone? Like that's dangerous. That's scary. And so one of the things, my goal, one of my goals for the CT was to just get over that. And it, I did like now that's my content is inspiring people to go outside by themselves, get outside with confidence. So yeah, the transformation, it was real. I love it. So it was almost like your launch pad for where you're at now. That was kind of the thing that accelerated it. Yeah, kind of. I mean, I, when I moved to Colorado in 2019, I just fell in love with hiking and started hiking every 14er I could get to. Um, so I like was already like in love with hiking. And then I moved in with some of my friends uh, that I went to college with. They live here in Denver. I moved in with them for a few months and the, the husband, Devin, he's a triple crowner and his wife, Nicole, who I played volleyball with, she's done the AT, the CDT. And now she's going to do the PCT in a couple years too. So they're just like badass hikers. Um, and it was just really cool to like hear their trail stories and like learn about gear. And I don't know, they just like, they were definitely like hyping me up and, and made me want to become a through hiker for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I am so stoked for you. I'm so stoked to see you on the PCT in 2024. I think that's going to be heck of an adventure. That's going to be super fun. I think it's we'll going to be another acceleration for you though too you know? got to get some more sponsors for that one that's an expensive trip being gone for five months it is it is i and i don't know where i'm at with the pct i you know i've done the jmt i did the and then i did the ct and then you know leave it, you think okay probably pct or something like that and for me i'm like i don't know what i want to do actually next and i think it's more of i've been getting into more of the climbing actually yeah. climbing. I think, uh, in 24, I'm going to go to Denali summit Denali. That's, that's going to be like three, four weeks of camping in the snow. You know, I think that's kind of my next thing, but just hearing you talk about the PCT does inspire me to not completely write it off. Have I, you I, thought about the CDT? Because I feel like that's yeah. more of like the true adventures trail. It's a lot of like route finding a lot of really gnarly passes. It's just kind of more that's rugged, so less commercialized, I guess, than the PCT. I don't know. The PCT to me just seems like a really long walk. I don't want to discount how difficult it is because I know it's hard, yeah. but it does just kind of seem like a really long walk. Okay. So you bring up, uh, yes, those are <laughs> awesome points. Number one, but number one, yes, totally. I didn't really think about the CDT as yes, that's more of like a choose your own adventure. You're doing passes a little more off route. The, and that was kind of one of my qualms with the PCT is like, I feel is like I learned a lot from the JMT, even more from the CT. And I don't know how much more about through hiking I'm going to learn on the PCT, if that makes yeah. sense. Right. Like I'm going to like the experience would be awesome seeing all these different places and stuff. But like, I feel like I'm kind of capped out with what I can learn about through hiking at this point, if that makes sense. But sure. yeah. So like 
we did like the wind river high route last year, which was like a total, I don't know if you've ever heard of that. I haven't tell me more. So what a high route is, is it's like, to me, it's like another step from a through hike just in the, it, usually it's not as long. This is only a hundred miles, right? It's like, Oh, I could do a hundred miles, mm-hmm. dude. This kicked our ass. It was basically like 20% of it's on trail. The rest of it is like basically navigating through the wind rivers range in Wyoming, rugged AF, yeah. right? And you're, you're doing a lot of class three, class four scrambles. You're going down like these avalanche shoots. Like it's with a pack Damn. with a pack. Yeah. Yeah. And there, there's no resupply spots in this whole thing. So you have seven days of food and whatever. And we got so walloped, just walloped by this. Like we thought we we're going to be way faster or whatever. And I think that's going to be my next progression. So like we went with what's called Skirka's version of the Wind River High Route, which is like, I don't know why we thought we could do the, the hardest one. <laughs> that's what we thought it's those male but egos chad it is i think it is and yeah so what i'm gonna do this year is do alan's version of the high route and it's basically the same thing but like a little bit lower not as technical and stuff like that and it's only 80 miles so again you think 80 miles you're like oh but you, yeah and you think 80 miles you know on the ct you could kind of buzz through that in a couple days right, right. this is like gonna be a week because it's so like you're going like i cannot tell you it took us to go like two miles, it took us an after, like the whole morning to go two miles because it was so slow, just walking rocks and trying to figure out where you're at. But it's fun. I like that. So that's where I'm looking at, I think, next. But, okay. Yeah. That sounds awesome. Yeah. I I have always wanted to do the PCT ever since my through hiker friends who I was telling you about earlier, ever since they came back from their through hike experiences, I've been like, that's really cool. I think that might be for me. And I like made a purpose of not traveling to California, Oregon, um, Washington, because I was like, I, I, the first time I see these places, I want to be on the PCT. Like I want to have that shock and awe, like beauty moment, um, which obviously I broke this summer when I went to Oregon and set foot on the PCT for the first time. That was so cool. Um, But actually that kind of like inspired me more to like, cause I went to, I did a section um, like south of Bend, so it was just kind of flat, really mosquito-y. Like it was pretty, but it's not probably like right. Did you get up there right at the Santa Am Pass? Did you have to drive up, and then there was a parking lot or something? Or how? Um, I went around Mount Bachelor, like by a bunch of lakes, and oh yeah, yep, um, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yep. Okay. So like, I, I, by... I wish I was talking to someone about this the other day. I couldn't remember exactly where it was, but it was just completely flat, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I didn't know where else to go to like touch the PCT, but I literally walked 15 miles, like a 30 mile day round trip, just so I could like set foot on the PCT because oh. I was just so stoked to be over there. Um, awesome. But that really like inspired me to like go see the Sierra, go see the Cascades, like actually get into the beautiful parts of that trail, and just like talking about it, it's getting me hyped up. I can't wait. I love it. Yeah, the you know the Sierra and the North Cascade. And people say it's like kind of the Sierra and the North Cascades are the best. And being you know in Oregon, I'm always in the North Cascades because there's so much like peaks to do there and things. Yeah. It is phenomenal. It it is phenomenal, mind blowing. And same with the Sierra, and you get to hit both of those on the same trail, which is so crazy. You're gonna have such a good time. Like it's, yeah, I think you're gonna have a good time. Is is that? And you you were talking about like the. You love the hiker trash life, right? I do too, yes. by the way. But I shower as, for this podcast, by the way. You should be honored. I I get that. I dude. Okay, I don't know if you're the same way as I am, but like, you know, when you go on trail and you go like freaking 10 days without showering or whatever, it's like one or two days, like here, it's easy. It's like whatever. Yeah, it's not a <laughs> yeah. thing. After no. that, it's like, do I need to shower? It's a waste of water, okay? I totally do totally agree with you. Yeah. And do you think, because you were kind of talking at the start, one of the videos that popped off for you was your car camping one on TikTok. Do you feel like your hiker trash life has kind of led you into this life in with car camping now kind of in the winter to kind of give you that fix? I definitely think it's made me more comfortable being dirty and uncomfortable. It's, Mm -hmm. it's just funny because like, five years ago i was living in new york city as a i was working at freaking kate spade new york like down on soho like designer row like prim and proper casey and then now like 
my partner has to be like, Casey, you need to take a shower. Like it's been, it's been too long. So, um, it, it made me want to just like reassess what was important in life. Like I knew that after I got back from the CT that I couldn't be inside for months on end. I couldn't have a normal nine to five job that just was going to crush my soul. Um, and I needed to be outside as much as possible. So it's just kind of been like a natural progression into car camping. Like, I mean, you know, you like some peaks, you have to get to the trailhead at midnight to start hiking because just for like safety reasons to get away from people. And so that just, it started with 14ers and then my friends wanted to start camping. And then I was like, well, what am I doing this summer? I'll just go on a two month long road trip and live in my car. Who cares? Yeah. No, that was so cool. Yeah. Tell me, tell me about your road trip this summer. How did that go? Pretty cool. I had the best road (laughs) trip ever. It was the first time I've ever really done something like that. So I was really scared to begin with. Um, And I certainly didn't have all the right gear. I was scraping pennies together, trying to buy a Jackery and stuff like that. Um, But I went to, I was going to stop in Wyoming, like in the Teton area. I had been there with my mom on vacation a couple weeks before, but ended up wanted to do more exploring. But one of my best friends was in Idaho and he's like, dude, you got to get here. Like Idaho is the best Idaho, Idaho, Idaho. So I just full sent all the way to Idaho, stayed there for like 10 days. Didn't want to leave. That was like my favorite place ever. Like, I don't really want to talk about it on here. Like let's gatekeep Idaho because it was so awesome. Um, and then I did Oregon for a while. Didn't really like Oregon. I want to talk to you about Interesting. that. Interesting. Tell me, yeah. tell me about, tell me more about this. I, yeah, tell me more. So, like I said, this was like my first big trip alone by myself. Well, I was with my dog, but by myself. And I was in Idaho with my friend Dan. Um, so I felt safe with him. Um, so my when I went to Oregon, it was really my first time alone, car camping, doing the whole shebang by myself. And I feel like that definitely played into it a lot. But I just got like weird vibes from Ben. I got a parking ticket in downtown Bend, which like pissed me off. And then like all of the really good hikes around Bend were permitted. So I, I am terrible at planning things like that. So I just, I couldn't go where I wanted to go, where all my friends were telling me to go because the permits, I couldn't get a permit for like two weeks. Um, And I just felt uneasy at the campsites. I went to a lake to play with my dog and just felt uneasy. So I just, I trusted my gut and went down to Crater Lake for a day and then went to Tahoe and immediately felt better. Interesting. Well, first of all, I love that you bring up the permits. That is a giant pain in the butt for everything. Like that is, I've wanted to live in Bend for a long time. And then they went to permits and I'm like, no, I'm not going to get a permit to trail run for the day. That's right. just not going to do it. I respect the reasons why we have permitting mm-hmm. systems. I think they're important to have, especially in like the area I'm talking about is the Three Sisters Wilderness. It's so mm-hmm. beautiful and it's so close to Bend, really highly trafficked. I understand why that's there, but as a ADHD person who was just passing through, that was not something yeah. I was capable of doing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's tough. And it's, that's kind of the, that area is kind of the only part that is permitted. I'm sure there'll probably be more around Mount Hood and stuff like that a little bit later, but yeah, no, I get it as well. It's just like, I wish they would make it a little more easier to get the permits and stuff like that would be really cool especially like if you're doing a section hike or something you don't know when you're going to be through there like you just exactly you know, things yeah. happen did you and... did you get a permit on the ct there's like that one little section like 30 miles that you had to get like a parks and wildlife permit no <laughs> yeah <laughs> we'll edit that one out <laughs> Did like, you? Do you remember that? Do you remember people like freaking out about that? Because that was like a big part. Like once I got to Salida, people right. were like, "Do you have your permit? Do you have your permit? I can't go till tomorrow because I don't have my permit." I'm like, "Oh really? Oh no, no, I didn't walk. do it. I, I I I vaguely remember that. You know, what was really weird was when I was in Salida. It was so smoky. I didn't even know if I was going to finish the trail. I had to hitch in there to get new shoes, and I was hitching out. That's funny. Dude, I was, that too. Yeah, and it was just like. I couldn't even see like the, tr- I mean, I get dropped off and like, I could barely see the car as it's dropping me off and, and going back down the road. It was just like, you know, and 
hiking and smoke's kind of one of those things where it's that's a long term. I won't do it. I won't no, do no. it. I got really lucky on my through hike. The day before I finished, we woke up and like started hiking. We were down in the San Juans and we we're like, it kind of looks a little hazy. Like, are we just seeing things? Like, what's going on? Like, we had phone service and we didn't see anything like in the news. And we're asking hikers coming by. And then lo and behold, I we finished the trail. We're driving back to Denver and we just hear about these massive wildfires. And everyone that was behind us had to bail off the trail like a hundred miles from the end. And I just, I can't simply cannot imagine having to do that. That would have crushed me. <laughs> Same. What, what month did you, or what was the day that you started? I started July 7th, I think, and ended August 8th. Yeah. Yeah. The, and I know, and it's like, for me, like starting, I have to start like either end of June or like start of July because mm -hmm. I am not going to have it get ruined by a fire. <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. Again, this is just me being a naive hiker. I didn't even think about the wildfires. That like wasn't yeah. on my radar at all. Um, obviously, it was for the PCT just because there's more states involved. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I just didn't really think about it until we were like, oh, it's, it's a little hazy. And then yeah. we got back to Denver. <clears throat> and uh, the guy that I hiked the trail with um, Austin, he stayed at my house for a few days after. And so we went to try to hike one of the 14ers around here. Cause he just never been, uh, didn't hike a 14er on the trail. And we got out to the Grays and Tories trailhead and it was like, my car was covered in ash and it was just unhikable weather. Yeah. So we turned yeah. around and went up to Kenosha pass, got, got some beer and some snacks at the grocery store and did some trail magic. That was, that was a good way to oh. like, the fires. Oh, great place to do trail magic too. That's awesome. Cool. Cool. Well, I have a couple questions from Instagram for you. Okay. One was from Conley Harris. She, she's a okay. big fan of yours. Yeah, she says, she says, how did your life as an athlete lead you to the outdoors? That's a great question. Um, so she plays volleyball or played volleyball in college. Like yeah. I did. Um, and for me, it was, like finding something athletic that not that I could put my personality into, but that like made me feel strong, confident, yeah. athletic, capable. Like that's what I really loved about volleyball. Like not to toot my own horn, but I was pretty damn good. And that made me feel really good about myself. Yeah. So going just like finding something that I could latch onto that was a physical athletic activity that I could really thrive in and find joy in was kind of what led me to that. But also I have a very addictive personality. So when I moved mm -hmm. to Colorado and started hiking 14ers, I was like, this is it. This is, this is my personality now. I'm a hiker. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's super inspiring because uh, yeah, I think if injuries always happen to people, right. And it's like your whole identity goes out the window when you mm -hmm. can't do that thing. And some people just kind of get into a very depressed state because of that, because it's like, that was my, that was my thing. Yeah. Right. And so I was definitely about, when I had to quit volleyball in college. Like, yeah, I was, I was just going to say, so now you had that thing, right. It was taken away from you. Now you kind of have almost like a hole there to, and you had to fill it with something. And then hiking kind of became that thing. Yeah. I also really hate going to the gym. Like lifting weights is simply not for me. So I had to find some other way to stay in shape. <laughs> so like my fiance, she's like, I hate, she's like, I hate the gym. I'm like, we got to go though. Like you got to think long-term, like, yeah. you know, you know, you got to build, you know, all this stuff and it's, it's yeah, but she's doing really well with it. It's that's hilarious. And then the other question, I forget who this was from and I have my phone in airplane mode now, but <laughs> this is funny. How is she able to go skiing all the time? <laughs> I bet you get that all the time. I do mainly from my parents. Mm -hmm. Um, but well, first of all, I live in Denver, so I'm only like two hours away from the mountains. And being a full-time student, when I first started law school, it was all on Zoom. So I would literally, like, I had my tripod set up on my steering wheel, and I would just sit there in Zoom class in the parking lots of the ski hills and just try to pay attention, I guess, um, and then go skiing. But um, honestly, don't tell the Bar Association, but I yeah. a lot of class to go skiing. If yeah. there's powder in the forecast you will not find me in class. Yes. Yeah. No, I totally get that. Now I also I, think 
it's really important to like prioritize the things that bring you joy. And like in the winter, all of us like seasonal depression is so real, especially for me. So prioritizing going skiing, even if I'm just going by myself for a few runs, like that just lifts my mental health up to a point where I can do the things that I have to do. I love it. You're so articulate with a lot of these, with a lot of these philosophical things too. And that's something I definitely agree with. I always tell people you've got to prioritize adventure because if you don't, you get to the, especially mm -hmm. for me, it was like at the end of summer, I would be like, oh, I only went on one trip ever. Like that's, yeah. and then now it's fall, winter, and now I can't really do it for another mm -hmm. eight, seven months or whatever. And you're totally, and then seasonal depression. Oh, that is a beast. Mm -hmm. That is a beast. And so, gotta have a winter sport of something. That's why I love ski touring. Yeah. It's just a way to like get outside and, and cure the depression. Yeah. Yeah. Get that beast at bay, you know? Yeah. That's what I like to do. Well, cool. Well, my final question is what, so I'm curious. So you're going to be graduating what in May. Yeah. Okay. You're graduating in May. You're going to take some time off PCT, right? And then you're going to come back and then you're, you're going to do the bar. Mm -hmm. but then you're going to go into an office. No. So, yeah. So I'm thinking what, what is your, what is your, what's your three to five year plan? I, I want to continue to be a creator. Like that is what brings me joy. That fills me, fills my cup. I love creating content. So I want to try to ride that wave as long as I can. But I also, I have so many ideas in my head that I feel like a, a through hike would help me gain clarity on what I actually want to do because what else do you have to do but think? Um, but I want to be able to use my legal knowledge to help other creators. And I don't really know exactly what that's going to look like, but that I feel like that's kind of my, my calling where my path is taking me because I know you do brand deals. I do too. Like every contract I get, some companies trying to take advantage of us. They're sneaking in usage rights. They're sneaking in exclusivity. So there's some clause in there that is unfair to the creators that most people just don't know about. They don't understand. They haven't taken a contracts law class to know what to look for. So I want to be able to make legal knowledge accessible to smaller creators that like can't afford an agent, can't, or just like don't need to have an agent. Um, so I'm not really sure what that's going to look like, but that is the plan roughly. Boom. Mic drop. That is, I, I, uh, when you go in business with that, let me know. Cause I would love to get your opinions and your professional knowledge on some of that stuff and oh, obviously definitely. paying for it. Yeah. yeah. I, I think Once I pass the bar. I can, I can yeah. be your attorney. Well, that's awesome. I mean, just thinking about it right now, like you could do so many different things with that. Like you could do like a, a mini course on it to where people yeah. just want to buy that. And they just, they just use that. Or you could have like the actual consulting piece or do a combo of both. Like so many ways to go about that. Yeah. I was thinking of doing like a general, like influencers guide to contracts and then also having like a subscription service. So like someone like you would pay mm -hmm. X amount of dollars in so every time you would get a contract, you'd send it to me and you get, I don't know, five contracts a month or something like that. Um, mm -hmm. But I mean, lawyers are so expensive, like dumb expensive just to have someone look over a contract. So um, I don't know how I would be able to structure that businessly to make it profitable for me, but also not being exploitive of creators. Yeah. But but yeah, I have some time to figure that one out. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Cool. Well. Do you have any do you have any questions for me at all before we we let go? Is there anything that kind of comes up at all or anything? No, not really. When not are you moving to Wyoming? Shooting for the end of May. Shooting end of for May. the end of May. Uh Beyonce's got to get a job. I'm obviously I quit my job, so I'm just doing this, which has That's been great. So so can... That's awesome that you took that yeah. leap. That's terrifying yeah. to me. It was, it was absolutely terrifying. It hasn't even been three weeks yet. And it honestly, honestly, it feels like it's been three years. I mean, so much has happened in three weeks. Do you feel like. like you have a lot more time and energy to give to it? Cause that's kind of my thing is like, once I'm done with school, like, am I actually going to put my energy into this or am I going to just keep kind of like half-assing it and making it work? Here, Here's the switch is because 
now it's like my job and now I'm relying on it. Right. And so, yes, I'm putting in way more energy and I was putting in a lot of energy before, but now it's almost like you, you always hear like the burn the boats thing. Like I have now burnt the boats and it's like, now I'm going full steam in this to where, you know, I was making YouTube videos just for fun. Now I'm like, okay, now I need to be strategic about some of this stuff. Like, um, is this going to be something that someone's going to want to watch rather than I just want to create it. And like, is there ways to market, you know, affiliate marketing, things like that? Because now it's like, I am relying on this. So you become a lot more strategic, I would say as well. Energy and strategy goes up. Yeah. I'm just so scared. That's my goal for this year is to get on YouTube. I just like, I don't have a camera. Like, what am I going to do? Film it on my phone, I guess. I don't know. YouTube is just really daunting to me. That's what I did for the longest time. But it was my phone. I just got a good camera now and I'm learning it, but YouTube is my favorite place to create on, I think actually, but it's harder for me to grow. I don't know. I just haven't had the growth that I have at the other ones, but shorts is really good. I've been reposting my TikToks to shorts. I've got like four subscribers now. (laughs) Yes. Awesome. Yes. No, I love it. Yeah. It's like, you know, all of these platforms are so connected with all of the short forms. Like you have to be posting it on all these other places. It's like, why not? It's free reach. Yeah, it's free reach. And like, what are you going to do? Just post your content on one platform? Like that's a waste of your energy, in my opinion. Right. And and that's, you know, when I, when I'm creating content now, I'm like, it's got to go in at least two places Mm -hmm. at least. And otherwise I'm not creating it because like, you know what I'm saying? Like for this YouTube and podcast. Okay. I'm cool with that. And then maybe make some clips out of it, put it on TikTok or something. But like, I got, it can't be just one piece of content. (laughs) Yeah, then it's like, why why am I wasting my time on this? Unless I'm like shit posting on TikTok, like that stays yeah. on <laughs> with your with your haters or something. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Because nobody would it would make no sense bringing that to Instagram <laughs> or something like it's that. It's so funny. Like I posted an ad for uh the Alec headphone people and it did pretty well on TikTok. It was like a TikTok trend. And then I posted it on Instagram, like just reposted it, and people were like, This is dumb, like what is this? Like, I'm like it just 100%. didn't translate over to Instagram. So that was, that made me feel kind of shitty, but yeah. Yeah. You just got to wait for, you just got to wait for a couple of weeks till that trend gets over to Instagram. Right. Like and the then people, it. yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Well, awesome. Casey, I had a great time with you. Yeah. You are, it was nice chatting with you. Yes. You're extremely smart. I love your view on the world and view with view on through hiking helmets, everything else. Your content's great. So People go follow her. Casey S Trails. Casey Trails. Trails. Duh. Casey S Trails. So if that's I read people's usernames, I'm like, what what is that? On the, you know, I don't it's know. Okay. What it is. Everyone, <laughs> everyone I know says it's Casey Trails. I'm like, no. Yeah. It's Casey. Yeah. Casey's, Casey's going on trails. Casey's yes. trails. Yes, yes. So Casey's Trails, TikTok, Instagram. And then it sounds like she has a YouTube as well. Yeah, follow me on YouTube. So Perfect. I'll, I'll put those in the show notes. Well, perfect. Well, thank you so much. And we thank will... Thank you for having me on this, your podcast. This is the first time I've done something like this. And I loved it. That was awesome. Well, let's fingers crossed together that this recording saves. I see it's still recording. I think we're going to be good. Okay. So let, well, if, you need, if we need to do it again, I'm happy. Yeah, right. 